Welcome back to another edition of Every Step of the Way Bible Study Discussion Group. Um, a little more information about us. We're more of a discussion forum. A group of brothers that get together every Tuesday and talk about the gospel, share the gospel, share scriptures. And we tie it in with real life situations and, and try to make it plain. And, and hopefully everybody can relate to it. And, and we try to just bounce things off each other and make it make sense to to the average man or even a seasoned, even a seasoned person in the word. So hopefully you enjoy it. It's the group discussion everyone wants more of. The type of conversation people want to be a part of. We share the gospel, scriptures, and we talk real life situations. You've heard us and followed us on Facebook Live. Now you can watch us right here on the Vision Live Network. The wait is over. It's now time for the Hour of Truth. Welcome to the Every Step of the Way Bible Discussion Podcast. The Real starts now. I want to connect with you, Father, and how, Father, you're just blessing in our lives. Continue, Father, to let those words of good report come through, Father, and even in the storm, Father, let us be the light. We thank you for everything you're doing. In the last name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 That's good. Good prayer, Glenn. Oh man, we, anybody want to kick off something? Anybody been pondering before we before we really kick off? I want to try to keep. I want to try to keep every Tuesday to like hour and fifteen minutes. It it just helps. My my class is getting ready to start back. My schedule is going to get a little bit busier, and I just think when we go to an hour and fifteen minutes, all the ones that I've watched, I've watched all of them lately, a bunch of them, and the shorter ones are our better ones. Once we start getting into the hour and third hour and 40 minutes, we just rambling a little bit. No knock on nobody, but yeah, I want, I'm going to listen to the spirit, but I want to try to start around nine 15, start doing the shout outs or 10, 10 minutes after nine. So we can get out of this. If we go past nine 30, man, by the time you wind down, it's 10 30, something 11 by the time you get to bed. So want to just shoot for nine 15. If everybody okay with that. I'm with that. Anybody got something they've they been pondering? I know Jerome, he, he thinks, a lot he deep with it you got anything jay yeah you know um glenn and i had a good conversation earlier this week but i won't go there man I, i've been doing a lot of reading about angels um, in the bible um michael um those guys michael and what the other guy name i can't think of his name right now i just read about him but i don't think yeah. we i don't think we put the word of god into every effect to know that our protection that we get from God is real. The realness of God protection that we get by being Christians and being people of God, that we have a covering and that covering sometimes is in a form of an angel. They're watching over us, they're, they're blessing us, man. I've been reading about that in, in the Old Testament, but there are some, some scriptures in Luke where, um, in Luke and Mark and Matthew where, where Gabriel came to Mary to tell her about what was going to happen. That's in the, that's in the new Testament, man. Mm -hmm. You know, so do anybody have anything on that? Has anybody felt like they've been watched over by something spiritual that we just don't, that free people are afraid to talk about, but it's there, you know, the realness of God is really there. Oh yeah. And I've been nope. reading about it. Man. Nope. It's, it, it, I brought it up because it touches me when I read the word of God and to know 
that the, the spiritual realm and, and God and angels and all these guys that's watching over us, they really are there. They are really real. Mm-hmm. And all we have to do is tap into the word and tap into the spirit. And they right there for us. Mm-hmm. Is those the one Joshua was talking about that night? About the one that was fighting? The one that was fighting with the Lord? That, that's not the same? No, no, that's not. Uh, You're talking about the- that's the one that withstood Jacob. Jacob wrestled the angel all night long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that wasn't Michael. That, that angel was not named. Nope. And and so because he kept asking him what his name was, and he told him it was not for him to know. And so the Bible said that when he wrestled with the angel, in actuality he was wrestling with the spirit of God. And so in that that that's where you see that story of Jacob said that the angel hollowed the hollow of his leg, so it gave him a limp. And, and you're right, Jerome, there are times where you, we have to look to see where there have been arts or angels of protection. Actually, I think it was one with me today. I'm going down the interstate. I, what was I, 77 coming back from Chester. This brother on, and another 18 wheeler on his cell phone, he was so close to my truck that I could have reached out and touched his mirror. <coughs> and all I could see was we was going off the cliff into the river. Whoo! At the last minute, he just eased on back over. And all I was doing was praying. I wanted Man. to do some other things, but all I could do at that moment was pray. Amen. And, and mm-hmm. when I got, and then he looks over and he goes, my bad. I'm like, your bad. You're going to kill both of us because you're playing with a cell phone. But Ooh. I knew it wasn't nothing but the, that protection. If I didn't have that hedge of protection and purpose, that could have been a tragedy. Or falling hey. off a motorcycle at 115 miles per hour drunk with no help. Ah. I think you um we had talked about it before, Jerome. I know I when I had shared about uh the revival I went to when when the pastor was speaking to me and I blacked out and then you had spoke on you said it was a situation you had when you were introduced to God, I think at twelve that you didn't want to talk about and then we talk about how it didn't drive us to God, but years after that, I mean I know for me for one, I've done mm-hmm. some stupid stuff. And for me to just survive a tenth of the things that I did, I think that it's kind of hard to, to put it in words when you're going through it. But I, I think it's exactly what you said is guardian angels, mm-hmm. because otherwise, why am I still here with some of the things that I've done? Uh, Glenn, sir, sir, with that, with that uh, event you just talked, shared with us, Psalms, mm-hmm. there's verse 11, that he shall give his angels Oh, over uh-huh. you to keep you in all your ways. So yep. right there is the manifestation of the truth. He had his angels right there to keep you. You didn't see anything, but you saw the results of the truth. Uh-huh. His angels. So they're there to keep us. It's amazing because, you know, a lot of things, even if we, we talk about the presence of God and being in the presence of God and the angels and, and as Jerome said, get, and as you just said, even in Psalms uh, 91, it talks about him giving the angels charge over you. And, and, and that's the thing is that when you had a heavenly experience, it is enough to manifest the truth in your life to give you something to hold on to. Like when Todd was talking about when you're having them bad days. It picks you up. It gives you something to look back on. 
you know, I like I told y'all how I got saved was when my ex-wife died. That was the first time I prayed and God brought her back. You know, something had to be in the room with me to hear that prayer and take it to God because I wasn't saved. He and, and I was a sinner. I hadn't repented. So there had to be something that sparked God to move on my behalf. Rather, it was on her behalf, but the prayer came out of my mouth, and I believe that that was the thing that started our relationship. Um, you know, the, the night I got ready to commit suicide, the, the man knocking on the door right before the gunshot. Uh, you know, that's an angel. Yeah. Had no idea. He's a minister. Man tells me, come go to church with me, and, and, and wakes up something in me that causes me to go to church. And then I know people picking me up, and I'm saying, yeah, Lord, I'll go. Don't know nothing about what I'm talking about. See, so we have all had an experience, an awakening is what it's called, where the Holy Spirit wakes up in our life and starts revealing the things of God that we can grab hold to. It gets a little tricky out here sometimes because a lot of us who get caught up in our egos think we did something when we had nothing to do with it at all. Right. <clears throat> yeah, it's such a it's such a powerful, it's a powerful thing that Jerome brought up. <clears throat> But at least we we rarely talks about we rarely we rarely go in depth with it. And honestly, <clears throat> when you talk about angels, I have very very little knowledge of anything in terms of of angels. I mean, I just it's just not something that I'm knowledgeable about. I know I know they're real and I know what they do, but I just don't have any other knowledge of it. I was going to throw something else out there for us too. Um, I want to, I want to challenge all of us to, to be more humble in 2022. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm talking about, well, I'm just telling you what I'm going through, uh, being more spiritual aware humbleness of who I am and how I walk, how I talk, how I carry myself, being in tune with the word. I'm challenging all of us to, to, to think about that on a daily basis, all day long, how you carry yourself, how you talk, <clears throat> how you even deal with strangers, just you know, letting that word of God shine in your life from a humble standpoint. Let them be able to see the humbleness of your life and and your words, and you let your words be humble when you speak it to someone. Let it speak it with, nobody should, you, I shouldn't have to walk around and say, oh, I'm a Christian, and hang, hang a Bible on my chest. You know, like, you know, walk around with the Bible on my chest, letting everybody know I'm a Christian man, and, and, and trying to portray Christianity. I think right. Christianity is something, man, we should be. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't know me, you should see something special about me because of the way I carry myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's what I'm challenging us to do, especially you guys that work in the public, that work like, you know, tall work at the school and, and what Josh do. Man, we should we should, we should never get outside of our character. We should never get outside. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the character of God, not the character of Five or Baby J or whoever Glenn may be. I'm talking about outside the character of God. We should always mm -hmm. try to stay in that character, no matter what mm -hmm. the situation is. Carry yourself in that character of God. So that anybody that see you can see something special and your light shine, your glow. They should be able to see a glow about you. 
something special about you. They should be able to know, wow, there's something neat about this guy. I don't know what what it is, but it's just something about this person that grab make me want to gravitate to him. Because that's how Jesus was. People gravitated to Jesus because of the spirit that he walked around with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that's so valid going into a new year. COVID's still alive and it's still kicking. But God is still here, man. All we got to do is walk it, talk it, be about it. And you don't need a Bible with you in your hand and, and, and a T-shirt saying, I'm a Christian. It should be a part of who you are, man, who you are. That's good I stuff, just, Jay. That's good I stuff. <clears throat> I, I think he wanted, he closed the, he closed the doors of the church. I also think he wanted us to put the Bible down also. He, he wanted, he wanted to be seen versus, you know what I'm saying, advertised. The Holy Spirit shouldn't <laughs> have to be advertised. If, if it's real, it shouldn't have to be, hey, look at me, look at my fish on the back of my car or my truck. That's good stuff, Jay. Wow. Man, I'm even practicing with my wife, you know, honey, sugar, baby, you know, lovey-dovey, whatever, you know, my words. I want my words to come out with ease and humbleness, even with her, the person you're around every day. Let it be with them. Let them, let, let, let the persons in your household be the first one to see the humbleness that you carry. Right. Good point. That's the whole epitome of Acts chapter two. Sorry, cut the camera off with that chicken bone. That's how you about that, Junior. They <laughs> <laughs> call him Junior. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, Acts, that's what it says. It says, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Well, he talks about being my witness, and you said it, wrong in your house first. That's when he's talking about Jerusalem. He's talking about where the temple is, where your temple is. Mm-hmm. And if you're talking about that inner dwelling of the Holy Spirit and your temple is right there, then everybody that's in, in concert with your temple should see that light on the inside of you. And then it'll go into your neighborhood, it'll go into your town, it'll go into your city, and it'll go, it'll speak for you before you get there. And, and I think you're right. You have to allow God to exude himself out of you by forming a deeper relationship with him. And it takes practice. If it's not, if it's not in your character to use those type of words or be that type of person, you have to practice change before change can come. Amen. First thing in practicing change, you got to realize and admit there is a need for a change. Mm. Yes. And then once you take that on and the responsibility of changing, then you have to practice what it is. You can't just do it one time and think that's going to be sufficient. Anything that it has going to be relevant has to be repetitious has to be practiced over and over again so that the change can happen that's why they say that if you do something for 27 days it becomes a habit regardless of what it is good or bad if you do it every day for 27 days it will become a part of your life it will become a part of your persona and if you practice doing the right thing for 27 days call her just that little thing of of changing how you talk to your wife will change the relationship that you have it'll make it deeper and that's the same thing we have to do when we're talking to God. We have to talk to him nonstop so that we can form a better relationship with him. You know, Glenn, we, we, we got to stop being the same old self. Even, even, mm-hmm. if you're, even if you're pretty good. Even if you're a pretty good person. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with improvements. There's right. nothing wrong with being better than what you were yesterday. Come on. I wake, up today, I wake up today trying to be better than I was yesterday. I do. 
You know, so I'm, that's, that's, what, my that's what I'm saying. As a Christian, we should be growing daily. We should die to ourselves daily to be mm -hmm. better than we were yesterday. Mm -hmm. the, the Bible says he renews new mercies toward us every day. And new <clears throat> mercies mean there needs to meet a new person. Amen. You should not, you have to wake up different than you were yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Paul <clears throat> said, be renewed by the transforming of your mind that you may prove what is good, perfect, acceptable will of God. If you're going to take a daily renewal, that means that mind has to think differently every day, deeper understanding, seeking deeper knowledge so that you can have a deeper relationship. If I want to know someone intimately in a manner that is not physical, then I want to have a conversation with them to get to know their deepest thoughts. And, and it takes an effort to do that. You know what I'm learning about myself, Glenn? I can't have faith without doing something. Come on. I mean, I can talk about having faith, but I got to do something. Works. And I can't really explain it. Maybe you can help me with it. But I feel like my faith got to be like, I can't talk about being a Christian. My life should exude being a Christian. That's what I'm saying. I got to I got to be that what I talk about. You know, Paul says it. he said faith without works is dead. And, and people tell you and then he tells and turn around and say, and it's not by works alone. You just can't get out there and just do things and think that that satisfies God. If you I can go out there and feed the homeless all day long. But if I don't have any relationship with God, I'm just doing it for my own personal understanding, and it's not for God or relationship with God, then it's, it's vanity. Yeah. But, and if you're doing it, faith without works is dead. What that means is, is, is that God is telling you, you have changed. You're no longer that person. And what you believe has changed. Now, I want you to put your belief system in action. Show me that you are truly being who you're being by going out and fulfilling your purpose. God's purpose is to, is to <clears throat> that are naked that, that's, and to feed the hungry. That is the drive and determination God has put in him. Mine is to teach and propagate the word. And, and I teach on, on a level. And, and anytime anybody call or, or have a conversation, those are the things. So I have faith to do what I'm called to do, but I have to put that faith in action. Enoch said the thing so profoundly. He said, without faith in, in Hebrews 11 and 6. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. That statement was so powerful that God took him from this earth. He said, okay, you qualify. You don't need to do nothing else because you have faith. So I'm going to take you. And, and now we have to strive to have the same understanding that Enoch had, that it would be so powerful that God reached down and you'd be translated right into heaven. I want to give you a scenario, Glenn. Of what you're talking about, and I'm not, and I'm not propping myself up, but I want somebody to grow. I was in, I was in Dollar Tree um, Saturday or Sunday, and the line was, you know, they had a long line, so the line was at the back. I was next up. Somebody broke in front of me. Well, the guy behind me didn't like the fact that I allowed somebody to break in front of me without saying anything. So I just looked back at him and said, "Hey, man." It's just not that big a deal for me to go off. He said, well, he would have went off on you. I said, well, it's just not that big a deal. I said, but well, I'll tell you what, brother, if you really need to go, I'm going to go back and take your spot and you can take my spot. And then we, we don't need to go off on this dude, start some fight or whatever you want to do. I said, but you know what? We're going we're gonna to just handle this easy. And all the guy did, he didn't break in line. He was just looking for something. Once we did all this talking about it, the guy just wanted to go ask the cash reservoir to find something. That I looked back at him, he said, he gave me thumbs up, like, 
he was ready to go off on the dude, not knowing mm-hmm. what's going on. So sometimes we can jump the gun mm-hmm. and we can act out a character. And the situation just not that bad, man. It's just mm-hmm. not that serious, man. It's just not that serious. It's not that serious. Not an old Jerome, baby J or whatever. He might have been ready to go off. But when you learn, well, when you when you know better and the word of God become part of you, for real part of you, then you should not be acting out of character if the word mm-hmm. of God is, if you're trying to manifest it in your life. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Hey, we had a dude Saturday. On, we had a dude Saturday. He's a he's he's a regular. I think he had got I think he had got <laughs> pretty right because it was New Year's or whatever. And man, he was just going off, man, cussing everybody. We 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 keep all that. We try to keep it in check as much as possible. But when you get a big crowd in the park, you're gonna have some of that. And so he was going off, he was cussing, and then he started singing Sweet Low, Sweet Cherry or something down by the riverside, down by the river or something. Oh. And Alex told him, no, hey man, you know, you don't want you can't do both. Now you gotta pick a side and he cussed him out. And and I walked up to him. I ain't say nothing to him. I just walked up to him. I said, hey man, come on now. All I said was, hey man, come on now. And he and he instantly. He, he got it. They're like, hey, man, you know, the guy here doing a good thing for you. You don't want to talk to him like that. You know, just show some respect and, and gratitude for what he got, what he's doing for you. And then he came and thanked me later when me and Brother Robert and, and Brother Dakota was out there just talking about an hour later. What you had, Josh? Um, I was just going to say, going back to the, the angel topic that we had, um, Hebrews 1, verse 14 says, are not all angels ministering spirit sent to serve those who will inherit salvation mm-hmm. uh, so does that mean if we are a believer that we all have angels that are watching over us mm-hmm. but uh, well you know what uh charles gave the, the scripture yeah. in psalms he says he has given his angels charge over you to keep thee in all your ways and so we all when we walk in, the angels are ministering. They're there. They are on guard to protect you. That hedge of protection that he talks about in Job, that's that's the hedge of protection from the angels. Angels are not allowing these things to come through you. When God gives them charge to, to watch over your life. So we do have, all have ministering angels that are there to lift us up. If you remember in um, Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness and Satan asked him the question, it said after his temptation was completed, the angels came and ministered unto him. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, so we do have angels. We have, an ass- they have an assignment to keep us. And we have those that are assigned to us for the things that we go through. So it, it, you can find it in the Bible says, be careful how you entertain strangers. But some entertain angels unaware. So they are relevant, they are real, and they have purpose. And, and all they are are the mouthpiece or the messengers of God. He sends them on assignment to do certain things. And that's what they're here for. Mm. Hey, let me ask a question toward, about angels. Mm-hmm. You said you, you your salvation your salvation started before you were saved and you had an angel before you were saved. Mm-hmm. Make tie that in 
in terms of salvations and angels. So we know we don't have to be saved to have angels, but clear, clear, like make it more clear. I believe than that. that, and I honestly believe that even when we are outside of the ark of safety, of what we call outside of salvation, that God's purpose in our life, we, ha we have purpose in our life that we go forward. And I believe that he sends angels to guide us in the direction we should go until we find salvation. I had many um, things happen that what God seemed to have protected me and I didn't die. I have been trapped under an 18 wheeler to cut a car in two. Came out with some bumps and bruises. Fell off a motorcycle 115 miles per hour. Car went into a tailspin at 80 miles per hour in the middle of the interstate. Went through between two 18 wheelers, didn't get hit. I believe that he, he does give his angels charge over the even outside of salvation that they will guide us into the place where we need to be. And I believe they are integral in the walk that we have, that when we're in situations, you say, well, God was looking out for you. How many times have we heard God was looking out for you that you, didn't, that you had to get there? You know, and, and it, it, it's something that you look back now after you save and you can see the instances where the hand of God really was on your life. And you didn't think about it because you didn't understand, you, you weren't in relationship with him that you didn't understand that the whole time he was guiding you toward it. Now, once salvation happens and you start to look back over the situations in your life, you can see those instances where he really did turn you when you were going down the wrong path. The hand of God by way of his messenger turned you to send you on a different path. And I think if we all sat back and really studied our lives, looked on our timeline of life, you would see where there were some times in life where something just, and we say it all the time, something made me go the other direction. Yeah. That could have been God and his angels made you go the other direction. And so we, we are keenly aware after salvation when God does something. But it, it, it's not as um, transparent when you're not saved. And so I think after salvation, it becomes more prominent. I like that, Glenn. Well, you, know, you know, Glenn, when, you, when, when you're talking about uh, the angels being with you before you even have your life to God, you know, George brought to us Jeremiah 29, 11, and it said, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. So if he has an expected end for Charles. Come on now. And Charles is not even aware what he has for me. That means even before there was a beginning, he had his angels watching over me. That was his purpose for those angels to watch over me when I came home drunk. Don't even remember how I got home. <laughs> Been there. I'm out there racing, driving like a fool, driving under the influence, and so many other people didn't make it <laughs> with the grace of God. Uh -huh. That he had an expected end for me. He knew that in 2022, we would be discussing his word and giving him glory because uh -huh. he, he had an expected end for Glenn. He had an expected end for Todd. He had an expected end for Josh, Jonathan, and Jerome, and Charles. 
That's the only reason we're here because of Come his truth. That expected end and what a. <sighs> and if you think, I, I don't know about you guys, but you think about the, some of the circumstances that you've been in. How did you get out? <laughs> Come on, right. huh? Right. Right. If and I then, know how I got home driving under the influence, driving 80, miles an hour, drunk is a uh, drunk. Who kept me? Come on now. He gave his angels charge over me, and and he he gave his angels charge over me, and I didn't respect him at all. Come on now. It was his grace and his mercy. Amen. That kept me. Yes, sir. And his truth said he had an expected end. I might not be, I'm not perfect, but here I am today fulfilling that expected end that God had fulfilled for me. Come on. So I, I like what you said right there. You're talking about Jeremiah 29 and 11. Let, let break, let's break down the situation. The situation was that he was speaking through the prophet Jeremiah to the kingdom of Judah, yes. which was sub-kingdom of uh, Israel. And he was telling them, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of good and not evil, thoughts of prosper, you bring into an expected end. This was disobedient people headed into captivity. <laughs> they weren't saved. No. <laughs> they weren't saved. They were so bad, Jeremiah said, I don't even want to talk to them no more. <laughs> <laughs> and he still told them, even though you don't have no relationship with me, I still got an expected end for you. Thoughts of good and not evil. Thoughts yeah. of you and bring you to an expected end. This is yeah. what he's saying to his children who are outside of his conversation. Mm. And so when we look at Jeremiah 29, 11, he is speaking to the disobedient. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Say that again. Say that again. <laughs> and so when he tells them that I got an expected end for you, that lets you know that even though I ain't getting it right right now, God knows that he is going to put me in the proper place. I just got to keep walking. Yeah. Jeremiah's message to them was never to give up. That's what he was telling them in Jeremiah 29. Look, don't give up because I got, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts are good and not evil thoughts to prosper you and bring you to an expected end. He's talking to the disobedient. He ain't talking to the saved. And so when we see them, them boys are getting ready to go through 70 years of captivity. <laughs> that's Amen. where they're heading, into captivity. And, and that's what he's telling them, is that even though it's going to get dark, and Todd, you're talking about them bad days, they're getting ready to have a bunch of bad days. And he's oh, still yeah. telling them, I'm going to prosper you and bring yeah. you to an expected end. It don't look like they're going to be nothing prosperous. They, <laughs> they got so bad that they told the children of Israel, you're singing one of them songs of Zion. And they, they asked and said, how can we sing the songs of Zion in a strange land? Mm. We're under captivity. <laughs> We're not our own anymore. But God promised me that he's going to bring me out of it. Yeah. Deuteronomy 28, he says to them, he said, on this word of the Lord, you meditate day in and day night, and you shall find good success, and I will bless you. <laughs> and he tells them how. He's talking to a bunch of disobedient people who don't have mm. a relationship with him. Mm. Glenn, what I love about this, man, is because this is really what I'm all about, man. I, I hope the people that are listening that don't know God are listening to what you and, and Charles are talking about. Mm. Because it's a message of hope. It's, yes. a message of hope man. it's a hope for all of us. But it's a message when 
when you may not be doing all the right things or you feel like um, you don't know which way to turn, just keep trying. Just keep, just, just keep trying, man. Don't give up. And don't let nobody make you think that you're not good enough. God will still bring you through. And so that's why I'm loving what I'm hearing with what you guys saying. And y'all are backing it up with scriptures that God has spoke to the unsaved. That all they got to do, all we have to do is just hang in there and God will make a way. Yeah. And, and that's Jerome. He says something to, to the saved and the unsaved very powerful. He, he makes a statement. He says, righteous man fallen seven mm -hmm. times, but he gets up again. Yes. That's a righteous man. He lets you know, even though you're on this side, you're going to make some mistakes. Amen. Amen. But then he tells the young say, come unto me, all your burden, heaven laden, and I will give you rest. Then he tells them, be perfect, for I am perfect. That word perfect in that scripture means striving, never giving Amen. up, not Amen. quitting. So if you're reaching for perfection, the only way to reach for perfection is not to quit. Because if you don't quit, eventually you will reach perfection because on the Bible says that I shall show you a mystery of them with sleep. So they shall all not sleep, but shall be caught up to meet him in the air. And the corruption shall put on incorruption. And the corruption shall put on incorruption. So he lets us know that perfection comes when we are there face to face with him. But all we have to do is day in, not quit. And if we don't quit, we're going to reach the promised land. Amen. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Anybody, anybody who's watching us, and especially those that watch us every Tuesday, you're looking at a group of guys that 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 fall right in line with that scriptures to, to the T. To, to the T. If you've been watching us for a while, you've heard all our testimonies pretty much because we share them. We don't we don't keep them to ourselves. The one thing we got, we love the Lord. And we, we haven't gave up. That's that's the those are some of the things that we have in common, man. You can't give up. You can't quit. Yeah. The only way to get to the promised land is not to give up, honestly. You gotta think, man, to get rid of the promised land, they kept walking for 40 years. Yeah. For 40 years to reach a promise that they hadn't seen. You had to think that on in their mind, because their physical started to wear down. Their mind is saying we ain't never gonna make it. We ain't never gonna make it. And then there comes a day when he's sitting on the on the other side of the Jordan, you're looking in and he said, okay, Joshua, take them on in. And, and, that, and that itself is powerful because they worked for 40 years with Moses, following Moses in the wilderness. And Moses sits on the mountaintop after guiding them through the wilderness for 40 years. He has accomplished his mission, but he can't go because of, of him doing something out of character. God tells Joshua after Moses died, why mourn you for Moses, my servant is dead. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. Cross over the Jordan to the promised land. Now that's powerful. If you if you like to do a study, study the name Jordan. That name translates death. Mm -hmm. So that means that the, to get to the promise, sometimes you got to cross over some dead things. Man, no. that's good. That's good right yeah. there. So the, and, and, some, and the thing, the dead thing is, is what you just said. I must die daily to mm -hmm. what I was so that I can reach the promised land. So if I'm dying daily and I don't give up, eventually I'm going to reach the promise. Amen. And, and that's powerful because he promised me as he was with Moses, so shall he be with me. So if I'm going to go and, and, and work and do what I say, and then Joshua makes a proclamation, ask for me in my house. We yes, sir. Lord. 
So yes, after me and everything that dwells on the inside of me, I got to give God the glory because that's who I serve. Do I get it right every day? Heck no. Come on now. But I keep practicing. I keep trying. I don't give up. You just said it. I die daily. You know, just like it. And I'm, I'm going to say this about the dying daily thing. And I'm going to take what Glenn said and try to put it in layman terms for people that maybe not knowing and understanding what we're saying. When you start trying to get your life right with God, you're going to have to cut loose some old ties. They're going to have to be dead to you. Yep. Yeah. You're going to have to move them <laughs> and leave them behind. You're going to have to leave a brother or a sister or a friend or whomever that doesn't understand your new walk. It could be a mother and a father if they ain't living right. That's right. But when you start Amen. coming on the side of God, you're going to lose friends and family and whoever. Amen. And they're not going to appreciate your new walk. They're not going to understand your new walk, your new who you are. So what Glenn is saying is, let it be dead to you. Love them from a distance and move forward. That's it. Amen. You were just saying, like, I die daily. You just said it, Brother Jerome. You got to cut those things loose. And the only way you go get better, if your friends are still drinking and smoking, you can't be around that every day because you're trying to change. And that, And you just said it. And that's when some cats might get upset. You think you're better than us or whatever the case may be. Depends on your group of friends now. Thank God I had them type of cats. They didn't do that. They knew I was going another direction. They was cool with that. Yep. And to this day, we'll still see each other. We'll still hug. We'll still get that. I might even go over the house and still watch a football game or something like that. They don't treat me like that. Oh, he think he's better than us because I don't do those things no more. And as we were saying, like in Jeremiah 3 and 14, if you was on that Christian journey, Mm -hmm. fell back into the muck and mire. Mm -hmm. God says that turn, O backslide nation. He says, on, I'm man. married to you. God ain't forgot about you. You may have went back to what God has, whatever he delivered you from, for whatever reason, you done went back to it. God has not mm -hmm. turned his back on you. He says, I'm married to you. He'll That's never it. leave you. Like the word, he'll never leave you or forsake you. That's Jeremiah 3 and 14. You tell the backslide nation to turn back because I'm married to you. Mm -hmm. and God will never leave you. So don't ever think if anybody's watching, if you're in that position, that God has turned his back on you. Never. He'll never do that. He's faithful to you. Like the song says, what a friend we have in Jesus. Uh -huh. He'll never turn his back on you. People will, man will, but Jesus won't. And Jerome, he, he said it best, man. Be prepared to lose some things and to leave some things behind. Especially family. You just said it even if your parents ain't right. Family will turn on you quick. And then they'll throw in your face, I remember when. when? What you do. And all of that. But the key word, used to. I remember you talking about stop all this drinking and smoking and shooting dope in your veins or whatever. I remember when you used to, and that's the key word. That's what I used to do. I've been delivered. Jesus <coughs> on me. He dropped the charges on that and whatnot. So like I said, continue to move forward. If you, like I said, if you fell back a little bit, God still look, just repent and continue to move forward because God has not left you behind. On that Christian walk, nobody never said it was easy. Nobody never said it was easy, but continue to move forward, continue to progress, and watch God do for you. Watch what God do. Amen. Amen. I think, good job, good word, um, brothers and Colton, Jerome, everybody. <clears throat> I think that part that we're talking about right there, letting go of dead stuff, dying daily, I think that 
we we do that ourselves in our trans as we try to transition into full kingdom life we start worrying about what people think or, or we we want to hold on because we start to think in the natural we start to think we can do both come on the, the enemy will tell us you can do both mm -hmm. but he said you can't have he said you couldn't have a beer i'm talking about for me I, this is stuff i've heard myself he okay. didn't say you couldn't go out once in a while he said you can have a couple women here and there and so and so long as you long as you start feeling like you can do both you'll never take a step and and not fully into the kingdom because the kingdom going to require it's going to require that you 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 drop dead things it just it just will and so if you're watching this i want you to understand you will you you have to drop dead weight and dead things just because someone loves you does not mean that they're headed in the same direction Amen. and that's something that's very difficult for us to see especially men especially men we it's hard for us to cut ties with, with our homeboys for 20 years we got so many memories we got so many things that we feel like bonded us and man and so cutting we started feeling like we ain't lawyer no more and all we ain't down we ain't cool or whatever but this walk requires cutting ties and 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 you won't be able to hear the voice of the Lord. And, right. and one more thing, I don't think we give enough credence to, to not giving up. I, I do. I just don't think we give it the, the proper credence and, and the respect that it deserves. Not giving up is huge because I don't know about you guys, but I got to, I, I go through it where he wants me to quit. <laughs> he going to tell some of us tonight to quit or we're not, we're not worthy. And so when I say I don't think we give it enough credence, when we pray every night, we have an enemy that's telling us we're not worthy. You ain't nothing. You, you man, you big five. You ain't nothing, man. You putting on. So not giving up is huge, man. It's it's a it's a big big deal. So I just want to throw that in there. That's, that's, the, job the, that's the job of the enemy to make you feel less than, to make mm -hmm. you feel that you're not doing enough, or to make you feel like you're not holy enough, or whatever the case may be. Who are you to tell somebody to do something? You still dealing with this issue, whatever the case may be. You got to block that. That's why you got to tell Satan to get behind you. You got to move on. You know who you are. You know, if God, let God continue to order your steps. That's the job of the enemy to make you feel less than, to make you feel you're not doing enough, to make you feel that you're not quite saved enough, make you doubt yourself. And like you said, you have to let those things go. You just said it, uh, Brother Todd. You just have to let that thing go. It's just like a sculptor that's making a statue or something, you chipping away daily with that hammer and that nail, just chipping away every day and let that stuff fall off. Like I say, I'm dying daily. It's not gonna happen in one day. I tell people that give their life to Christ, you're not gonna stop cussing today. You're not gonna stop probably uh, uh, stop drinking today. You're not gonna stop looking at women a funny way today. In due time, all of that's coming. It's not gonna happen right away. You just, and first, if you really want it, you got to ask God to take the taste of alcohol out your mouth. You got to do those things. You just said it, Todd. The Bible says you can drink wine, just don't be drunk with wine. And I think a lot of people can get trapped up on that. Right, Me, right. can I drink a glass of champagne if I so desire? Probably so. But I'm just like what Charles said, man. I done been out there <clears> drinking <throat> and driving and whatnot. I know me. I mess around. Before I know it, I'm tapping the bottom of the bottle, trying to yeah. tell my well, I ain't got no buzz. I done had two glasses. No, I don't even, you know, you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. I don't even do that. Even though it says don't be drunk with wine. No, I don't even take, I done had enough of it. I don't want that taste back in my mouth. But right. that's just me, though. I know some people might celebrate with their wife or anniversary, have a glass of champagne or whatever the case may be. More power to you and God bless you. It's just me. 
I don't want to do that. I don't want to have it because I say I know me. I take one taste and then I say, well, I ain't drunk. I ain't buzzed. Go well, next thing you know, I didn't got another shot or another glass and whatnot. We have to be wise. That's why we're not ignorant to the tricks of the devil. We got to know when the devil is speaking to it. We got, you got to be able to distinguish the voice of God and the voice of the enemy. You got to have that discernment because the enemy will fool you and trick you. That's his job. He's a deceiver. And that's what he'll do. And like I said, as long as we just put one foot in front of the other, keep moving forward, let God lead you, and you'll be just fine. Just keep pushing and keep trusting in God, and you'll be fine. Real quick, real quick, Saturday. Saturday, before before we, we set up and all that, you know, Alice, he always asking me to pray and bless the food, right? The enemy is telling me to, to de delegate, I didn't even tell y'all afterwards, to delegate it to to brother Dakota or brother Robert. I mean, mm -hmm. when we, a lot of times when we talk about the enemy, it's almost like later on, he's going to talk to us later on or nah, he, he right here. He's live and present. He was right. saying, oh, you, you, you can't pray like them. Boy. I'm, talking about, I'm just telling you what happened Saturday mm -hmm. morning. He said, Hey, what I look like standing in front of these people say, Hey, nah, let brother, brother Robert, or brother Dakota, you know what I'm saying? If, if this is mm -hmm. who I say I am, you know what I'm saying? If this is who I say, I, I, I know how to pray, but I'm used to you guys praying on here on Tuesday. So the enemy was saying them guys pray on Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? That's just how he works. He works. He It ain't like later. It's right where you at. Wherever you at, he's ready to attack your thoughts process. So I just wanted to share that real quick. Hey, man. You know, right. it's funny. We we don't think, we think he takes time off, but he don't. That dude is 365, 24, nope. 7. He does not. Hey, man. He does not take a break. No. <laughs> I told somebody one time, I said, he don't play and he quit school because of reset. That dude does not play. But I think it's very important that we that we tell people what it looks like. Mm -hmm. See, when you started talking about that dude and you're talking about Satan, we, you got to understand where he's coming from, though. And, I, and, and I'm going to give you a few examples of where he's coming from. A lot of times... It's our own association to people we're mm -hmm. dealing with. For oh. instance, if I got a problem and I'm trying to get right with God, but my friend that I, my trusted friend that's not trying to get right with God, the devil is speaking through him. Come on. Uh -huh. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Through Amen. him or her. I, I want to make sure I say right it both ways because if you're a female, you know, you got a female friend, let's say you marry, you, 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 you try to serve God, but you got a party, you got a female friend that's a partier. And, and she don't want you with your husband and she wants you away from her husband and she's in your ear, that's the devil's telling you, hey, you need to get away from him, you know? Right, right, right. That, that's, that's the devil speaking through your friend. So sometimes mm -hmm. we don't know what these things look like because they are people that we trust, but mm -hmm. the devil is speaking through the people that we think we can trust to tell you to do something you ain't got no business doing or to throw you off track. So you got to know what it looks like when it when it's speaking to you, it, and it ain't just him flying around with horns. The horns might be your sister or your brother, or it could be your mother or your father if they ain't living right with God. If your message ain't coming through the word like a word of God in a godly manner or something that that you can grow from and help you, nine times out of ten you need to check the source. You need to check the source of who, who delivering the message. That's all I'm trying to say. And scripture even says that you must be gentle as a dove, as wise as a serpent. There's a reason why they, the serpent is called wise. Come on. Mm. And, 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 we, and we miss it because we hear the scripture talking about the wind, you must be gentle as a dove, a wise as a serpent. If you ever notice a serpent, a serpent can get up close to places because it can camouflage itself. Amen. 
Thank you, man. And it can hide in plain sight. And you don't see it until it strikes. Mm -hmm. So God says you got to have the wisdom so that you can see what is around you. And if you ask him to reveal what is there, matter of fact, one of my friends posted something day on Facebook that sometimes God got to cut the grass in your life and you can see the snakes. Mm. My God. <laughs> that, that, that is a real statement. Sometimes God got to allow you to go through some things. You can see those who are for you and those who are against you. And, 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 and he will amplify it in such a manner that they can't hide. Now, mm. if you look at it, Jesus asked, who do they say that I, the son of man, am? And Peter, with the boldness, said, thou art Christ. He said, blessed are you, but flesh and blood do not reveal this unto you, but my Father, which is in heaven. So I shall call you Peter. And upon this rock, I shall build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Then he right. began to tell them what he must suffer. And Peter said that you shall not, surely not suffer these things. And Jesus turned around and said, get thee behind me, Satan. That's right. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> that he had to give them that. He, then he tells them, you're speaking as the devil, but I want you to understand that the devil himself desires to sift you as wheat. But mm -hmm. I have prayed for you that your faith, that, that word you were talking about earlier, Jerome, faileth not. But after you have been strengthened, because he told him in that statement, you're going to fall. Yes, sir. But after you right. have been strengthened, turn around and strengthen your brothers. And, so, and then Peter makes another confession. If you're going to die, I'll go with you. And he said, before the cock crow three times, you shall deny me three times. Yes, sir. And That's he it. did. And it took him to restore him back to his place. So you're right. It's those sometimes the people that are the closest to you that will flip. And they may, and they're being used, and sometimes they're don't being realize they're being used. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't say that, but that's that's a good word, Glenn. I, I don't want people to think that I'm talking about their friends and loved ones, but, mm -hmm. but sometimes they are the ones that are, are throw you off track. And it's, yes. and, and they, don't it's just they don't need to sometimes. Now, some uh -huh. people are arrogant enough to be out there to do it, but a lot of people are not. They're not trying to harm you. They don't have the right uh, motives in, in, in their heart. Mm -hmm. Glenn, uh, could you help me with something? Uh, you said that the Lord said, Jesus said, get thee behind me. Mm -hmm. He didn't say, get up under my feet. No, he said, get thee heads. Get thee behind me. I'm saying, I'm saying, he didn't say, I'm going to keep him under my feet. No, uh, I don't know where they get it from, but a lot of them say it, and they have no idea what they're saying when they do that. Cause That's scripturally based. Anything you put under your feet, you can't move. No, no, no. See, if you look at Genesis, when he told the, when he told Eve, that is scriptural. He said the enemy is under your feet. The mm -hmm. reason it's scriptural, and they said, and they use the scripture that comes from Genesis where the woman was the seed. He said, I should put enemy between your seed and the woman's seed. Correct. He shall dash your heel and you shall bruise his head. That's uh -huh. where under the feet comes from. The stomping on or the bruising of the Satan's head. I, I didn't say stomping. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, I, I hear you, sir. I, I didn't say stomping, though. I said, when they said, I'm going to put him under my feet. If you put anything under your feet and try to hold it there, that means you can't move. No, no. If you're going to hold it, you can't. But if you stomping, there's a difference. Something got to move. That's right. That's right. And, and, and I try to get through, like y'all were saying earlier, you got to be careful what you say. Mm -hmm. And Yeah, you got to be careful what you say. I mean, especially when you're using the word of God, because 
as, as Brother Charles said, it's the truth all by itself. All by itself. And I want to apologize to the panel for being late. I uh, I was listening on my way home, and I wanted to get in so bad, especially when you're talking about the angels. I got a little something for you when we do our takeaways, but I, I want to share this with you. Uh, I was in Germany, and you know, in Germany, you know, the units, they'll take a, a trip and travel like eight countries in a weekend mm-hmm. on a bus, cruise bus. I got so drunk on the bus, I cussed the whole bus out. <laughs> the, the whole bus. Now, you got officers on this bus. You got ranking NCO. You got everybody on this bus. And I threatened to kill all of them. And then he got drunk and passed out. Now, I'm asleep. And my partner's on the bus with me. I'm asleep. And they looking over me, ready to knock something inside of my head while I'm out cold. And the next morning, they all looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So we've done some things. And that's the first time I shared that with anybody, those that don't know already. But we've done some things, as, as Glenn was saying, that the Lord kept us before we got here. We were not say but he kept us. So I, I'm just saying, just imagine a whole bus standing over a drunk, passed out, that he done cuss him out, and they ready to kill him. And still got two more countries to go to. They should have left you there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, wasn't no, I was a, one of them soldier drunks. You know, a, a, a soldier that's drunk, you know, he in good shape now. He, he might wake up and do some things to you. So so don't just count him out because he's drunk now. If you're sober. If you're sober. Yeah, I'm going to leave that there. I ain't going to go too deep with that. But uh, you yeah, you're just... Because you, you, you don't spend a lot of time getting woke up drunk. Anyway, I will... Of course. I, 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 I didn't deny that. I didn't deny that at all. I did. Listen. As Jerome was speaking, it just made me realize even more how important our personal relationship with the Lord is Be- because as your relationship with the Lord grows, those, those things start to become uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Those relationships. And like Jerome said, if I'm in, if I'm, if I'm going to that person and that person intentions for me is not good or they're being used unintentionally. They don't realize they, they don't know they're being used by the enemy then my relationship and discernment, discernment starts to kick in. And it, then that relationship, your encounters with those folks start becoming uncomfortable. And then you start to realize, hey, I need to seek elsewhere for, for my advice or godly godly counseling. That's, that's how you start getting directed to godly counseling. Because if not, those folks will snatch you back in a heartbeat. You'll be like, why, man, how did I get back here? In a, in a heartbeat sometimes, in some cases. We have to remember also that, and a lot of people may try to differ or disagree. There's no in between. Yeah. There's no in between. You either on the Lord's side or you're on the devil's side. There's no in between. Period. The, the one that you didn't choose, somebody chose you for them. You've been chosen, whether you want to admit it or not. And they both have plans for you. 
They both have plans for you. I, I mean, if you think you ain't on the devil's side and you're not in salvation with the Lord, you're fooling yourself. And I, that's not to knock nobody. That's why the Bible says that everybody's going to have their chance. But a lot of folks think they, because they don't do this and they don't do that, don't drink that beer or, or don't smoke that weed or, or whatever, that they're all right. That's not true. You got to have, you got to have salvation. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to make you a, 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 a resident in my house and you don't know me. Amen. That's not, I mean, that's just earthly. Just imagine trying to get to heaven and, and you don't even accept him as the Lord and Savior. Come on now, that doesn't even make sense. So, so um, a lot of times we don't talk about ignoring discernment as disobedience, is it? When, yeah. when, when, because we go, like when Jerome was talking about it, it, it ain't just a like, okay, that guy ain't good for me or that lady's not good for me. And I leave them alone. A lot of times the Holy Spirit starts telling us, hey, why are you back over here? Hey, you know what they're doing over here? Hey, you know what I'm saying? So, but we don't really talk about ignoring discernment as disobedient. It absolutely is. As a matter of fact, you, you're talking about ignoring discernment, you know, and, and God tells us, you know, how long shall you hearken between two opinions? That's mm. the question Joshua asked the, the children of Israel before he took them into the promise land. Yes, sir. How long can you have to do two opinions? And then Paul come back and said, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. How mm -hmm. soon do you think he should get anything from God? Yeah. And, uh, the thing about it is there is a period of transition that you have to make up your mind. That's right. You're going to serve one and hate the other. Jesus said you can't serve two masters. You're going to love one and cleave to him or hate the other. Amen. So there is a decision you have to make. And you have to make that decision so that you can find your path and then do like Dakota said. It ain't a, it ain't a miraculous, instantaneous change. You're going to have to walk this transition process out with the help of the Holy Spirit, not cursing the discernment when he tells you, uh -uh, you, don't, you don't need to be up in here and get up in there. I, I tell you all a story, man. Uh, I ride bikes. Y'all know I ride bikes. I, I, I love motorcycles. I used to go to Black Bike Week all the time. When I got saved, I went to Black Bike Week with my bike club. When I got to Myrtle Beach, I got so hot, you'd have thought the sun was in my clothes. I could not get, I told my boy to witness, man, I got to go. I can't stay. The further we got from Myrtle Beach, the cooler I got. I ain't been back since. If I do go back <laughs> for a day, I ride down to the holidays and do the shift. I get me a t-shirt and I come to the house. But staying on that strip, I don't go near that strip. That strip ain't got nothing for me. Amen. And I was wild for the wildest, so you know, I gave that up, right? Dude. You got that's wisdom. You know what's down there. You know what's down there. You can fool yourself, let the enemy tell me you going down there to look at all the beautiful bikes and cars and all that that's down there. You know what's down there. All them half-naked women are carrying on, man, no. I mean, who am I? That ain't no pay for a man of God. If you can honestly go down there and just focus on the bikes and cars, then it is what it is. But I am I not trying to. Daytime, day cooler, when it looked like it's ready to get dark, I'm on the first thing spoke. <laughs> I thought you could That's too much temptation. I know who I used to be, bro. I know who I used to be. Too much temptation. I can't put myself in that place. 
Glenn, do you have tweet? Good, uh, good, good. Glenn, good. Go ahead. Do they still have bike week? Oh, yeah, they still have it. Really? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, yeah. And that strip is still wild. I don't go near that strip, bro. I ain't got no time for it. Oh, I know. Uh-uh. Think about Charles, go down there and make Charles. Me and Charles will go down there and make Yeah, yeah. Think about this for a minute, brothers. Think about this for a minute. You can take a brother and put him the house he want between two houses, and he'll choose a house. Take him on a car lot. He'll choose the car he want. Take him anywhere that he has to make a choice, and he'll choose, even the woman. But ask him to choose between the Lord and Satan and see what he said. <laughs> Got to make a choice. Yeah. Because if you don't, then that means he's speaking you out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Okay. He, don't, he can't strive the fence. He just said it, man. Double-minded man is unstable in all his weight. So ask him to choose and see what he said. Either the Lord or Satan. You got to choose one. If you don't choose the Lord, then Satan gladly accepts you automatically. So you got to choose. Like you said, as, as, as Jerome said, too, you got to make a choice. That's right. And in making that choice, don't mean things are going to change right away. No. You have to walk that thing out. And, yeah. and, that, and that's what we have to let people understand. You made a choice when you got saved. But everything didn't instantly change. No. And, and that's the stuff. If you look at the scripture, Acts 16 and 25, it says, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the foundations of the jail shook, and every man's bands was loose. And, and that thing about it was is that it was at midnight, and they got their release because they sang praises to God, but they were still in jail. Mm-hmm. That's right. So you, you got to wait till morning come. You, you got to mm-hmm. wait till that thing walk it out. You're going to get some people that are going to make a choice for God, but it still don't look like they're on God's side. But the thing that they have to do is they cannot quit because things don't look like what they're going to become. We talked about doing a sculpture. Michelangelo said all the time that he said, you, you, you create the most beautiful sculptures from the granite or from the marble. He said, no, the sculpture was always in there. I just had to move the imperfections away. Yeah. That's good. And that's the same thing. When we make this choice, we got to be cognizant and let people know that you make this choice don't mean that everything is going to be all right instantaneously. That's a lie from the pit of hell. And if anybody tells you that you get away from them as quickly as you can. Yes. Yeah. You're going to go through something for this walk. Jesus said that you must suffer for for Christ for righteousness sake. And then he tells us, pick up your cross and follow me. That is not Mm -hmm. a description of something that's easy to carry. Amen. And look at the 12 he chose. The 12 he chose walked with him, and they still didn't get it right. Nope. Peter denied him. The other um, 11 ran away from him. Judas betrayed him, and they were walking with him. And so he lets us know that even when you choose me, there is a processing that has to take place. Amen. If you do not quit, you will win. Because the race is not given to the swift or to the strong, but then that patiently endure until the end. Amen. Jerome, you made me sick. I got to go get me some apple because I'm tasting that cantaloupe weed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It was just, you, Jerome, you was talking about transparency last weekend. 
it, it was on me all this weekend. I was thinking about the bus trip that we took. And man, listen, it, it's just so much that we can help somebody by telling them that we've been through some stuff. We, we, we weren't born in church. We weren't born saved. We've been through a lot of stuff. A lot of, a lot of trials and tribulations have came my way. I, I mean, I, I've done some stuff and been through some stuff that make a billy go puke. So, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm not squeaky clean. I, I tell everybody that. I've been through it. Todd, sadly, we was on the back of Todd's truck, and he mentioned that he needed to clean this truck out. Man, this truck looked good to me. From where I laid down and put my head at it and did things in life, that truck would look real good. So, you know, I, I don't ever try to claim to be this holier than thou person, but I love the Lord. Amen. I do, I do love the Lord, and I, I, I'm not going to sugarcoat that at all. I, I love God's people. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. I'm not, yeah, I am, I'm not one of them that, you know, turn the other cheek, let my slap. I don't believe in all that mess either. I'm going to help you in the kind of way I can. But if you strike that cheek, then you need to be struck back because I'm going to teach you a lesson that you don't go around hitting on people. You were getting knocked out, man. Sit down. <laughs> I, I need you to say something like that. Hey, I, I, I'm a, I, hey y'all. Hey, guys. Don't don't worry about that. I'm gonna edit that. I'm gonna edit that. I'm gonna edit that part out. Thank you. Thank you. Please edit him out. <laughs> I, see, I see Jerome. Jerome and Glenn arched their eyes. They they arched their eyes like they was on like they was on shaft. Yeah, we're gonna edit that one. You can't, can't, punch, can't be punching people back on him. <laughs> he just can't do nothing right, man. I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get the violence that he still possesses. But transparency need, need to be more spoken of. And I just got a, a unction that these folk on the wall are squeezing the life out of the church. In the sense that they're not helping as many people as they can. And not just any one church now. When I say the church, I'm talking about the people. We more concentrate on preaching and teaching the saved folks than we are to folks that need to be preached to out there in the highways and the byways. That's all. That's all. It, it just, it is really on me pretty, pretty hard. Yeah. Anybody got anything before we do these takeaways? Man, good job tonight, Jerome, man, for pouring it. Man, that's, you went really deep, man. Really, a lot of good stuff from everybody tonight, man. And Josh and Jonathan was kind of quiet, but I see they got the, they got the mantillas on. They soaking it in. Brother Charles soaking it in. Really, really strong night. Brother Robert, since you couldn't make it tonight, ain't nothing changed. It's on you next Tuesday. Give me a little heads up. You did tonight. I appreciate it. I appreciate it again, brothers. I apologize for, for being late. But you good. Brother Johnson, give me a shout out and takeaways. Good night tonight, fellas. Um, like Todd said, I was just taking it all in. But the main thing that got me was that word hope. I know how y'all said the ones that are still on that don't know that don't know the Lord or hasn't been that close to him yet. We, I still need hope. I still, I still take in hope as I'm walking with the Lord because once you get closer to God, that devil comes stronger. So you have to 
keep that faith and you have to keep that hope. Hope would kept me going. So no matter how far I get in my walk, that that hope, that hope is gonna be strong. Always have that hope. And thank y'all for the night and keep my family in prayers. We have COVID over here. Everybody good. We got our vaccine. A tree fell on my car, so 2022 started trying to get at me, but I'm not gonna let it get at me. So Amen. Good job, brother Jonathan. That word hope, man. I didn't do I didn't do nothing New Year's Eve, none of that. Watch TV. I read, I read some books or whatever. Man, it was 21 was really rough on me. But I had the the spirit told me you still have your faith and and you have everything. Because once you lose that, everything else is backwards. Once you lose your faith, you instantly start to go backwards. You can't go forward without faith. So good job. Great word with that hope. Brother Josh. Um, great night tonight. Jerome, Glenn, Charles, Dakota, Robert, Cod, Jonathan. I really appreciate all y'all's wisdom every week. Um, and just to, to speak to anybody out there, when we were talking about not giving up, um, just for me personally, that that hit home because uh, if you do follow it, you'll know that my twins were saved on here. And the Tuesday before that, I was telling everybody how I was thinking about leaving the group because I felt inadequate and everything. Had I given up that Tuesday before, I could have deterred my my twins from coming to God and knowing the Lord. And I, I, I would have felt absolutely terrible had I done that. So just always keep fighting, even when you feel like everything, the chips are down or stuff's not going your way, keep fighting. It's always light at the end of that tunnel. Good job, good job, good word, brother Josh. <clears throat> since since we started this May the tenth, two thousand nineteen, the two most memorable things that I have from here is, is when Jerome made things right with Prentice after his first night. Some things that went way back, way back. The two most memorable. That's that was number. That's one of them, and the other one is when the twins. Gave their life to the Lord on here. By far, those are two. There's so many things we've shared on here. But those two right there, man, that just stands out, man. And, and if we don't do nothing else right or positive, to know that they saw enough in Christ in you to want to do give their life to the Lord on every step of the way, man. Wow. Powerful. Keep moving forward. Keep being who you are. Keep being a great man of God you are. I love you. Brother Charles. <clears throat> Hey, man, tonight was good, and uh, I thank God that he's allowed us to uh, see 2022. And this year, I hope and pray that he gets more glory, all the glory that we can ever give him for him, who he is, and he is in us. Um, I, I, you know, it's, 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 it's so... Um, so good to hear you guys talking about the Lord and 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 seeing His Word manifest in your lives. I um, mean, that's that inspires me even push harder. And one thing I want I like to share with you guys is that don't matter where you find yourself in the Lord or what situation you find yourself in. Even with the prodigal son, and he got his inheritance, and he went on his own way, and blew all his inheritance. During that time, all that the prodigal did, he 
still was his father's son. Mm-hmm. So as a believer and a follower of Christ, don't allow your circumstances or your situation where you at or where you seem to be change. That where you at can never position in him. You're always going to be his son. As Robert told us in uh, Revelation 1, 5, and 6, he washed you in the blood and created you a, a high priest and a king. He did that. We have that position. Nobody can take that position. No matter where you're at, you still are a priest, you still are a king in the sight of God. And that never changed. Amen. So wherever you're at, we who you are and who you are, and don't allow the circumstances to define a situation to define who you are and who you are. Because we all are kings. Amen. 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 Good job, Brother Charles, man. Um, Before everybody got on, me and Brother Glenn and, and, and Brother Jonathan, and I think Josh was talking about, I was talking about how, how, circum, how one circumstance how sometimes we let one circumstance dictate that to, 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 for us to tell someone that we had a bad day, maybe a flat tire or something. And we'll say, man, I had a bad day when when it's bigger than, than, than this. This is a circumstance. It's not the whole totality of your day. So good job. That went right in line with that. Great job. Love you. Brother Dakota. Amen. Amen. We. I was surrounded by some brothers, praise the Lord, brothers. Uh, at my job years ago, he just said what you just said about a bad day. You know, that everything God makes is good. God don't mm -hmm. make no bad days. You might be going through something, but it's not a whole bad day because somebody else is rejoicing over something. But I mean, we talked about that some years ago. And a lot of times I think we got to try and get out of the habit of saying I had a bad day. Right. God don't have me because you just said it. That's not the whole day. Right, yeah, it's something right. you're going through for a few minutes or a few hours, but God don't make no bad days. Yeah, that, that was awesome when I heard that. But just a word of encouragement from Isaiah 43, chapter uh, verses 1 and 2. It says, but now the Lord created thee, Jacob, and he has formed thee, Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by thy name. You are mine. And in verse 2 says, when you pass through the waters... Mm -hmm. I will be with you. Mm -hmm. And through the rivers, you they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon you. As long as you're walking in Christ, Ooh. God is always with you. You don't have nothing to worry about. Just like the Hebrew boys, when he threw them in the fire and they didn't get burned, God is always with you. We might go through some things. It got, might seem like God is a million miles away. But he hears the prayers of the righteous. Stay encouraged, men of God and women of God. If anybody's listening, stay encouraged. Continue to pray. Continue to believe. Have faith. Don't doubt. The enemy is doing all that he can to shake your faith. He's doing all that he can to make you think it's impossible. But the word says, with God, all things are possible. Oh, come on, Lord. All things. We've got to continue to remember that. The word says that. That's why we got to stay in this word. Keep them scriptures in your heart, and you say those things constantly, daily, whatever it takes. Psalm 118 and 6 says, I am on your side. What can man do unto me? You shall not fear. God is on your side. We don't have nothing to worry about. He knows everything. He knows all. 
Continue to move forward, continue to believe, and continue to trust God. God bless you, brothers, and I love you. Good job. Good job, Brother Dakota. <clears throat> brother Charles and Brother Dakota put, it, put both of those together. I was created a king and a high priest, and God is always on my side. Man, if I remind myself of those things. My God. And if we remind ourselves of those things, man, you remember that perspective is perspective is half of our issues when we started looking at what trying to fight this fight. Because if I mess my perspective up, it's easy for me to ball my fists up and try to win this thing myself. And I cannot. I cannot. But if I remember that I'm a king and a high priest and God is always on my side, I take my hands off of it and sit the Lord on them and, and everything. I'm, I have the victory already. We lose the victory when we do this. When, when we ball our fists up, the, we, we've lost the victory. Because yes, we can't win. We, we can't win. So when we say, hey, Lord, it's yours. I turn it all over to you. That's how we gain victory. Great job, Brother Dakota. Great job. Brother Robert. Uh, when we remember our position, who we are and whose we are, and we apply that truth to mm -hmm. what situation we in cause the fact the fact is there but the truth changes the fact that truth will always set you free that's Amen. right always because my circumstances my situation will change just like that but the truth will not the truth says i'm a high priest the truth says i'm a king that Amen. ain't going that's who i am Amen. Mm. Good stuff. That's good stuff, brother. So I love that, man. I love that. Yes, sir. Brother Robert. Let me let me say something because I don't want folks to take take it the wrong way. Uh people might have heard what Rad said, but what they don't know is that's my brother. I love that dude. I love him. And believe me, when I tell you I love him, I love him. the Bible said there's a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. That's my brother. I love that dude. And he know that what he said would never hurt me. Amen. I love that dude. So if, if anybody listening, they think that we be saying something crazy, I, that's just the way we love on each other. So I just, I, I just, I just want to put that out there. there. There's nothing, no isms or schism between me and that brother. Amen. I love that dude. Just want to tell you that. And, uh, and uh, Todd, you said something about the twins, man, listen, I, I think about them quite often. I love that. I want to thank Brother Josh for that. That that blessing I'm going to carry with me for a long time. Yes. That, I mean, I've seen a lot on this call, but that, yeah, that that, that took me someplace. So yeah. I thank Brother uh, Josh for that. I'm just going to read the scripture that was talking about angels earlier, and y'all said a lot of them, but I don't think I heard this one, so. I'm going to go ahead and read it now. I'll be through. The servant of the man of God got up early and went out. He discovered an army with horses and chariots surrounding the city. So he asked Elisha, oh, my master, what are we to do? And Elisha said, don't be afraid. For those who are with us outnumber those who are with them. Because it was horses and chariots surrounding the whole army and the army of God surrounded them innumerable. Amen. We always have angels around us. Always. 
there's a lot of times that you see yourself moved out of the way or it didn't happen. I was listening to the call and a car just ran in the ditch and somebody yelled. Now, I don't know how long ago that it happened, but they were standing there. But I thank God. We always have angels, brothers. And I love y'all guys, man. Y'all be blessed this upcoming week. Know that the Lord loves you best. Amen. Good job, Brother Robert. Real quick, um, I done, I done been around brother, brother Robert and Brother Dakota three or four times now. And I have to say, man, they have the most unique relationship I've ever seen. I've, I've been around them and, and they say stuff to each other. And and I, I cut the fool and talk trash, but it's like, hey. And 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 they don't they don't get a, they love they love it's weird because it doesn't offend them. I'm offended. I'm offended that they say stuff to each other and they just flow. They just flow like that. And so, man, love you guys. It is. So if you hear them, because I done been around them for some hours, and they pop off and say stuff. And so if, if you're listening, they're going to do it. So just, it's still, they came to men, they love God. They just, they just weird. Like yeah. Amen. Yeah. Um, you know, my shout outs tonight, we, you know, we all did a good job tonight, but I want to talk about something a little different. Um, I want to offer myself to any single parents out there that got young boys. I prefer boys. I don't, you know, I'm sure I, I prefer Glenn to talk to young girls. Not, not that I don't want to be dealing with somebody young lady, but young boys that may need a, a strong ear or just want somebody to talk to or direction. Um, get my number from Glenn or Todd and and I would love to try to help the young man to steer him on the right track because I didn't have that. And a lot of my issues would have been solved if I would have had uh, somebody seasoned and older to talk to when I was young. And sometimes, you know, my mom was a single parent and she tried, but, but the people in my neighborhood is what we were talking about tonight. They were the wrong type of guy to lead a young man in the right direction. So... It took me a little longer to get on the right track because all I was taught was all the wrong things. And believe it or not, single women, when you when you working and your young men are out there doing things and hanging with the wrong crowd, they're learning the wrong things from the wrong people. Cause they're gonna mm -hmm. get they're gonna get that father figure from somebody. They really will. And a lot of time it comes in their friends or maybe you won't even think it could be somebody in the neighborhood an older guy in the neighborhood teaching them things because they're going to ask questions. So if you're struggling, having control with your son every step of the way, that's what it means, man. We, we trying to help you, not just mm -hmm. the godly way, but we trying to help you with every way. We, that's what we are about. We offering ourselves. So I'm offering myself to anybody that may need me, regardless of your age, if you want to talk, you want to work it out, if you're struggling financially, or, or you need a job reference, you can use me if you need to talk, whatever you may need. I, I want you to go to Todd and go to Glenn and get my number. I'm not going to put my number out live, but you can call Glenn or call Todd and get my number and give me a call. That's gotcha. Great job, Jay, man. That's good stuff. Good hey, I'm glad you brought that up because really, man, Glenn, initially, that's what this forum was about. Every and the name actually just popped in my head because every step of the way, every facet of life is, is what we are about. God first, of course, but but it knows we gotta we gotta also know how to walk the walk of life. 
because because if you try to pile everything in the kingdom, people get they get crushed. Honestly, they get crushed when you try to make everything kingdom. How do I start paying my light bill consistent? How do I pay my car? So what Jerome is offering that, all of us are here for that. Hopefully, I'm sure all the guys on board. If you need any one of us, Jerome is offering, I'm offering, Glenn is offering everyone. If you need, inbox one of us, and we'll get we'll get in touch with you as soon as possible and, and do the best we can to help in whatever situation possible. Man, amen. Before I turn it over to Brother Glenn, <clears throat> man, I, don't, I, I think Brother Robert, it was supposed to be late. You're supposed to be late tonight. Man, I don't know about you guys, man, but the first, every step of the way, uh, 2022 was fire. Yeah. It was, man. It was really fire. And it's yeah, amazing to me that the angel things, for me, the angels, we don't really, we, we, don't, we don't go in depth. We don't mention angels, but to go in depth with the angels tonight, for me, man, that was huge. I'm, I'm grateful. And it's gonna make me do a little more research on angels because I don't have much knowledge on it. So, Jerome, thank you for the angel bringing the angel, putting it on the table. And man, I love you guys. 2022, every step of the way, we all to a bang. Brother Glenn, take us home. I want to share something with y'all. The number two is called the angel number. Angel number two. Number two is called the angel number because of duality and spirituality that it represents. Amen. 22. Now, 22 is also the double of 11, which means chaos and disorder. So you gotta understand that God is telling you that there's gonna be some spiritual things and some things that we need to connect with in this season. The number 20 means earnest expectation. So you have to understand that when we look at it, God is telling us that we're going to have some situations, but the angel is going to be watching over us. So, Jerome, what's coincidental that you talked about angels in 22? Because that's exactly what that number means. Wow. Oh, God, I thank you. Man, this night was just so in oh, fire. Let us know that, I mean, you know, we're starting it off with the way that God intended having a conversation about him, letting the mm. people know that we are available, not only for each other, but for them as well. Amen. And, and just to speak, let them know that this is a process. It, it, it takes some work. And in no person that is on this journey, it will, if they tell you they ain't never want to give up, they lie. Come on. Amen. That is a lie from the pit of hell, because I don't know not one man walking that is on God's side that chose to do it willfully. A lot of us had to be drugged. I can't kick it and scream. I'm just telling the truth. So don't think that because sometimes you want to give up that you're disqualifying yourself. You're not, baby. That's all you're doing is meeting the qualifications. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, the things that we have seen over the last few years, man, with this group has amazed me. You talking about Josh, the twins. Transparency, Josh, I had that same thought you had the same week. Like, what am I doing? Do I do enough? Am I more available enough? And then the, the twins come on and, and just solidify everything that Todd, the vision God gave Todd and I and Jerome when we started this was, you know, to reach the people and to know that they have been watching you and, and came and developed their own relationship with him outside of you. Solidified it for me, bro. It, it woke something up on the inside of me. Right. I bless God for them. 
you might want to know that your baby now are our baby. They, they're every oh, yeah. step of the way, baby. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't have it no other way. <laughs> <laughs> they belong to all of us. They are ours. So any moment, you know, just, just know we're, we're available not only to everybody there, but those are our babies, and, and we love them, and we all got to get together with them and, and do something with them. Amen, Glenn. Amen to that. Amen to that. Any prayer requests? I, I heard Jonathan say that um, there's COVID at his house, but we know God is, is by stripes we are healed. We already claim victory over that. There's everybody walking healthy. Yeah. Uh, give me the Lawton family. Oh, amen. Brother, I talked to um, Brother George. He got some family issues. Keep him in prayer. And real quick before you pray, I sent everyone that um that message the other day as as a motivation. You know, it's I'm sure Glenn gets them too, man. But people are watching, man. Let's just keep pushing. Twenty twenty two gonna be great. Take us yes, home, man. Amen. Man, you know, who's Jesus, Lord? I think I've been studying the scripture, uh, John three four four. I would above all that thou prosper, being held even as thy soul prosper. And, you know, I was looking at it from the spiritual side and not from the financial side. And when he said that I would above all that you prosper and be in health, that prosper is not talking about financial. It's talking about in him mm -hmm. and developing a relationship in him that you prosper as your soul prosper. Because the deeper relationship you form with God, the, the better your soul becomes. Mm -hmm. There's an awakening that's getting ready to happen in 2022 that's going to shape the foundation of this this country and this world, and it's gonna be a spiritual one. We got to be on guard and be ready. I, I thank God for you, brothers. And we're just gonna thank you, God. Father God, is in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity, God, to come tonight, God, and break the bread of life. And Father, like always, you met us here, Father, and you were in the midst of the conversation. God, we thank you, Father, by way of the spirit, God, that you poured into us, God, what we needed by one another, Father. You said iron sharpened iron, so does man sharpen the confidence of his brother. And Father, I thank you for the sharpening that we get every week here, Father. And Father, not only us, God, but those that tune in tonight and later on, God, that they get the word that goes forth, God, that there'll be life transforming, and they ask, what must I do to be saved? And God, when they make that declaration, God, that they choose you over the enemy, Father, let us be available, God, to guide them and help them on this walk. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in the lives of your people, Father, how you're bringing them out of situations, God, that they didn't see anywhere that they were going to make it. Father, you said in your words, you'll make a way out of nowhere and a river in the desert, God. We thank you that, God, that nothing can hold us back, God, that we are free in you. And, Father, with that freedom, God, we go forth proclaiming that thou art the Savior, the chosen one of God. We thank you for everything that you do. Yes, God, Lord. when we leave this place with not your presence, God, we thank you for the mercy you've given us. And Father, when we die down, God, it'll be sweet sleep, God, and that we'll wake and refresh, God, about your business. Thank you for what you're doing, Father, and how you're making a way. Continue to bless this form, God, that we go forth in your name. We thank you and we praise you. It's in the master's name of Jesus Christ, we do pray. On agreement, say amen and amen. 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 Hey, love you guys, man. Y'all have a good, good night, man. Y'all have a good night, man. Good night, bro. Bless week, love y'all. Hey, Glenn, what scripture would you Glenn, uh -huh. what scripture you say that was? John what? John 3 and 4. John 3. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 3rd John, John 3 and 4. I'm sorry. 3rd John. 3rd John. Let me, let me look. 3rd John. I'm yeah. 3rd John, John 3 and 4, eh? Yeah. 3rd John, John 3 and 4. Uh-huh.
Okay. I've been reading it so much. I'm gonna go back to the <laughs> well, actually uh two. Yeah, third John and say beloved, I love all above all things, may have your soul prosper and be in health, even at that soul prosper. That's it, yeah. Yeah, that's verse third John. Third John two, right? Yes, sir. Third John two four. Third John verse two. Oh, okay. Third John two. I got you. Yes, sir. I got you. Thank you, bro. Tell my babies I'm gonna call them this weekend. I got you, bro. All hey, right. when you when you get a chance, Todd, I got a new phone, and you know I'm not very um technology technologically savvy, so I don't mm -hmm. have anybody numbers because I couldn't figure out the iCloud thing. Will you send me everybody number? <laughs> you still got the old phone? No. Oh, okay. Listen, I, I keep it till the wheels fall off. The wheels fell off. <laughs> I'm keep it, bro. All right, I do that. All right, y'all have a good one. I love y'all. Love y'all. Love y'all.